Hope you're staying warm on this a chilly Thursday afternoon in the province of Saskatchewan. A lot of extreme cold advisories out. Wind chills might be dipping in the minus 40 range. Uh, so uh, keep an eye out. We'll keep an eye out for you as well. And, of course, not a lot of snow or anything for the highways. But as always, when uh, winter weather is here, let us know at one 332 82 Five five coming up on the green zone. We'll drop the gloves with Jason Ripplinger, not literally, uh, but because he'd take me. The general manager of the Moose Jaw Warriors will be in to talk about the trades that the Warriors have made to compete, and they have four players from the World Juniors from Team Canada now on their roster down the stretch with the Matthew Savoy trade and, of course, traded for a goaltender yesterday to help out the depth of their net. So we'll be joined by the general manager of the Moose Jaw Warriors at 435. And Davis Sanchez will be coming up. He's got a pick on where Bill might end up. You might be surprised at the team he selects at 505. Football at four with Britton Gray. Britton Gray, our Green Zone or Rider reporter, uh, but also a follower of all things football, including the National Football League. Robert and I, after a you know series of discussions, have uh, mutually uh, agreed to um, part ways. Very emotional, Bill Belichick, this morning, uh, announcing his departure from the New England Patriots. We're on to a vacation. <laughs> We're on to Punta Cana. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bill, what do you, Bill didn't take any questions today. Um, he In did the not. most Bill Belichick way ever. Just yeah. leave it. No, no questions. Yeah. See you later. He and Robert left uh, together. Uh, then Robert circled back like an hour later uh, to... Take questions from the media because he called him the greatest coach of all time, right? He's the greatest of all time. So the first question was, if he's the greatest of all time, why are you mutually agreeing to part ways? The last three years have been pretty tough. And I know uh, for our dedicated fans and myself and, you know, in life, I just learn things happen, and um, our family is the custodian of this asset, the New England Patriots, and we know how important it is to the psyche of the community, and what's gone on here the last three, four years isn't what we want. So we have a responsibility to do what we can to fix it to the best of our ability. So, uh, there it is. Uh, we sucked uh, the four wins last year, and we yeah. haven't been able to draft well to improve our product. And then all the things Robert Kraft could have said, and he held back. He pulled some punches. Well, not punches, but he pulled back because, you know, he's respecting Bill uh, mm-hmm. today and what everything Bill Belichick meant to the New England Patriots for 21 of those 24 years. Yeah, uh, the biggest uh, thing with Bill Belichick recently is that not having Tom Brady there 
he hasn't been able to hide the fact that when it came to the evaluation and the drafting, he just he just wasn't as good. It just wasn't his uh, forte. He's a good, great coach. You can make an argument still the greatest coach of all time, sure. But it, when it came to him taking on those extra responsibilities, being in charge of player personnel and putting a team out there, it just never worked out. And they can't find a franchise quarterback. They continuously have this issue. And, I mean, it eventually leads to you needing a different voice and finding someone to come in and be a GM again and uh, make the calls. Now, you're a Dallas Cowboy fan. You've been uh, very, very open and honest about that. Have you heard the rumors? I think these rumors started two years ago. When, if Bill ever leaves, Jerry Jones might swoop in because that's a Jerry thing to do. Do you believe and it? it is a Jerry thing to do. <laughs> I, I mean... If there's one thing I've learned being a Cowboys fan is never say never because do you, do you Jerry think this might. could happen if Mike McCarthy flames out with the number two seed Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs, maybe this weekend to Jordan love in the green Bay Packers. Could you oh, see Bill Belichick on the sideline with that star on his, uh, sweater cut off? Well, if they lose to green Bay, I do expect uh, Mike McCarthy to be fired. If, if that's the case, if he lose to green Bay, uh, at home, but uh, could I see it? Absolutely. Is that the direction I'm hoping he would go? No, I'm I, I'm still hoping that Jerry Jones kind of makes up for hiring Mike McCarthy in the first place because I was never a big fan. I know, I know. <laughs> Get the guy up. If he wins the Super Bowl, Mike McCarthy, I will have to. I I don't know. I'll. <laughs> Ask yeah, for an autograph. Get a cameo. Oh, come on. Come from on. Mike. Come on. You got to up the ante on that. I asked for an autograph. Oh, yeah. Mike McCarthy, Dallas Cowboys jersey or something. I don't know <laughs> if he manages to pull it off. But I, I was just never a fan of the Mike McCarthy hire. And I'm hoping that if he does get fired, and I hope he doesn't because that means, hey, the Cowboys won a Super Bowl. But if he does get fired, uh, Jerry goes after a high end college coach or a fresh face. Uh, Jim, Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh, Lincoln Riley, getting him to uh, leave college. Uh, maybe. What about Dan Quinn? You like the defensive Dan coordinator. Dan Quinn is. The, if I, he I doesn't go to Seattle. I would like an offensive mind, but Dan Quinn, he's been there. I like the, what he's done to that defense. So Dan Quinn. But I, I just think the game right now, especially unless you have like a, a master GM, which uh, Jerry Jones is not a masterful G- general manager. You need to have that there for Bill to really do what he can do. And I think at this point in his career, Bill is either done or wants to be in complete control of a team, which Jerry would never let someone do. The end of an era in New England, Bill Belichick is out. A few things uh, I need to go through here uh, with uh, Britton Gray. I'll end with the good. I'll end with the good, okay? Okay. Do you remember where you were on this day, January 11th? Do you, do you remember this? Fourth down and two. Here's one down the sideline, pass caught by Des Bryant. They're going to mark him inside the one, and a brilliant catch by number 88. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain possession of the football during the process of the pass. The ball comes loose, hits the ground. Do you remember where you were? Yeah, I I, uh, was... uh... Uh, in my basement watching that game and I threw my Dallas Cowboys hat on the ground because I could not believe the stupidity of the referees for not seeing that Des Bryant caught that ball, reached out with his arm in order to score a touchdown, which is a football move. 
and then called that incomplete. It was mind blowing. This is your tuck rule. This moment My is your tuck rule. rule. They because even, I they remember went back and said it was a catch. <laughs> They've apologized for that one. Uh, the uh, the tuck rule. I remember I was at Dave and Buster's uh, near Toronto for my 21st birthday, January 19th, 2002. So I'm not here on January the 19th next week. So you guys can have all the fun with the anniversary of the tuck <laughs> rule next week because I did not throw my hat, but I was in a bar at that time. This is how different time has come with Bill Belichick and the Patriots. At that time, that Raiders Patriots game, that bar was full of Raiders fans. If that game was again today, it would be full of Patriot fans. I'd be one of the few Raider fans in there. That that has been the shift of the bandwagon jumpers out there uh, for the New England Patriots. Okay, okay. You want to end? With, you want to end with good? Okay. Good. I don't even know if you were born yet. Oh, you might have been like three days old. On this day, January 11th, 1993. Were you four days old? Eight. Oh, wait, no. Math. Weird. <laughs> Five. Five days old. Sorry. <laughs> your birth was pretty well along the birth of Monday Night Raw. It was meant to be that you're such a huge wrestling fan. Absolutely. You know, I literally grew up with Monday Night Raw. <laughs> and here we are now, 31 years later. Is it still a go-to every Monday? There's Monday no. Night Football. <laughs> Unfortunately, wrestling has uh, not been up to par as it used to be. What's wrong with wrestling? Fix Nothing. it, Britain. Huh? Fix it. Hey, Triple H is well on his way with the recent booking decisions he's been making. But the magic of the like late 90s, early 2000s, how could you not be a fan at that point? Uh, the uh, birth of uh, Monday Night Raw uh, 31 years ago uh, it was uh, tonight. In a small theater in New York, uh, where it started for the WWF at the time. Those were the days, the WWF. And then they lost out to the World Wildlife Fund and had to change their name to WWE. Uh, that is football at four with uh, Britton Gray. Uh, your picks tomorrow? Absolutely. Uh, for the wild card weekend? We'll, we'll put them on the board. We'll match them up uh, to see who's got the best picks for what super. Wild Card Weekend. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie and I with you here on the Green Zone. Hope you're having an enjoyable Thursday afternoon. Still coming up, Jason Ripplinger, general manager of the Moose Jaw Warriors. Yes, they have pushed their chips into the middle. They're in uh, for... The playoff push with some of the deals they have made. WHL trade deadline yesterday, and the Warriors traded for a goalie from the Medicine Hat Tigers. But the big trade was last week. Matthew Savoy coming over from the Wenatchee Wild, joining his colleagues from Hockey Canada's World Junior Team. Of course, Braden Yeager, Jager Furkus, and Denton Matejchuk. And now you put Matthew Savoy on there. Not a bad unit. Jason Ripplinger's putting together in Moose Jaw to make a long playoff run this season. We know the Saskatoon Blades have made their trades. Asus Delev gets a hat trick uh, in uh, with the Saskatoon Blades traded from the Regina Pats. Uh, you have Fraser Mitten back from the World Junior Hockey Championships. Yes, the playoff hockey and the juniors should be interesting to watch. 
Got, but got to get there first. It should be an interesting January, February, March leading into the Western Hockey League playoffs. Uh, some of the big storylines today, of course, the biggest one is Bill Belichick. Uh, he is out in New England officially. What a 24 hours in coaching. Yesterday, Pete Carroll. His role evolved yesterday into senior advisor. He's honest. He wants to coach. So, okay, I will advise you until I get a new job is what's going to happen with Pete Carroll. Nick Saban retired from the NCAA, University of Alabama, seven national championships. And, of course, today, Bill Belichick. And they all kind of go together. We read the story, 1980, Pete Carroll leaves Ohio State University as a DB's coach. Nick Saban replaces him at Ohio State University as DB's coach. Nick Saban works under Bill Belichick and the Cleveland Browns as Pete Carroll takes over the New England Patriots as head coach, and then Bill replaces Pete Carroll as the head coach. Like These three men... And, of course, Pete Carroll won national championships in college. Are three of the greatest coaches in football, not just pros, college as well, in the last 30 years. You you go back and look at the contributions these three have made on coaching and the many coaches who have come out of their coaching trees since that time. Huge when it comes to the influence these three have had all away from their jobs, just like that in a 24-hour span. Time now for the Green Zone one-minute drill, the latest in sports. Of course, already people are speculating who's next to replace Bill Belichick with the New England Patriots. The favorite right now is Jared Mayo, longtime linebacker, linebacker coach with the Patriots, and uh, pretty well a good favorite of Robert Kraft to potentially replace Bill Belichick along the sidelines in New England. The Edmonton Oilers trying to extend their winning streak to nine games tonight. They visit the Detroit Red Wings, 13 games in the NHL tonight. The Winnipeg Jets are also hot, seven straight wins as they host the Chicago Blackhawks, the Vancouver Canucks on the ice tonight in Pittsburgh, Montreal hosting San Jose, Toronto on the road against the Islanders, Ottawa and Buffalo, Calgary, visits the Arizona Coyotes. And Canada has advanced to the semifinals of the World Women's Under-18 Hockey Championships with a 6-0 win over host Switzerland. Coming up next here on the Green Zone, we're going to drop the gloves, talk some hockey with the general manager of the Moose Jaw Warriors, Jason Ripplinger, right here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie Nye with you here on a Thursday afternoon on the Green Zone. Davis Sanchez at TSN coming up to preview Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. And his reaction to the news today, Bill Belichick out as a head coach of the New England Patriots as the two sides mutually agree to part ways. That's coming up 505 uh, here on the Green Zone. Yesterday, Western Hockey League trade deadline. I think it was about 13 deals or so were made on trade deadline day. But some major deals were made before trade deadline day, including two members of the Wenatchee Wild coming to Saskatchewan. We had Connor Geeky on the show, now with the Swift Current Broncos. With that trade, and the Moose Jaw Warriors picked up Matthew Savoy last week for a bundle of draft picks. 
to already add to a deep roster of three others from that World Junior team for Canada. General Manager of the Moose Jaw Warriors is Jason Ripling are on the line with us. Jason, thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. How long was that trade for Savoy in the works? You know what, it probably started right before for Christmas. I kind of reached out, nothing. There's no activity there. I didn't hear that he was, uh, you know, those two guys weren't getting traded yet. And so I reached out to Wenatchee and talked to uh, Bliss and just kind of wanted to know what the price would be on Savoy. And we were able to work something out over Christmas and uh, the rest is history. When you add Jager Furcus, uh, Braden Jager, Denton Matejchuk, and now... Another guy from that World Junior team. Uh, how excited does the general manager get when that trade is finalized for what's ahead in the coming months? Well, you get pretty excited. Uh, obviously, when you have four uh, high-end players like that, or they're you know that are going to have great uh, NHL careers one day. Um, you know, when you add those players, it's just exciting for the the, the organization, exciting for the for the town of Musha. As Jason Ripplinger joining us uh, here on the Green Zone in the uh, business of uh, junior hockey, uh, how much is it picking the right time to to go in as uh, as you say uh, to go and try to take a run? Well, at the start of the year, you know, I thought we had a good chance to you know be a real good team, and I'd sat down with the leadership group at the beginning of the year, and I just said, told them, you guys proved to me that you know we have a chance to to win here. I'll uh, prove to you guys that uh, I can help, you know, get this team better. And uh, I think we did. And now it's all up to the players to, you know, to perform on the ice. How much do, do the players, do they understand it more now, the business of hockey, than maybe 10, 15 years ago? Um, you know what, I, I don't think so. At the end of the day, they're still kids. I mean, they get it that uh, uh, sometimes when you make big trades, you put players in the deal, and those players are good friends of theirs, right? So, uh, moving on, we were lucky that uh, I wasn't going to make a deal that I I didn't want to disrupt our dressing room by uh, you know getting rid of uh, players because now looking back uh, for next year um, we have all three 20 year olds our goalie will be back and six defensemen and, and 11 forwards so you know I think we're in good shape obviously we're going to have to do something to get some fix back but uh, we'll worry about that uh, in the coming months. Now what is the condition of Matthew Savoy? He was a little dinged up uh, at the World Juniors. Yeah, no, he's he's ready to go. He's he's actually arriving in uh, Moose Jaw tonight. And he'll practice tomorrow, and he should be in the lineup uh, Saturday night. How much will it help him? That, like he, he gets to know uh, Denton and Braden and Jager before he actually ends up in Moose Jaw. Well, I think it's it's huge. He's obviously coming in the dressing room. He's familiar with with some players, and by talking to uh, Jager throughout the World Juniors, he was telling me how bad uh, Savoy wants to come to Moose Jaw, but. At that time, uh, Braden not knowing that the deal was already done. So, um, you know, obviously, Braden probably thinks he made the deal, but <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. We got him, so we're excited to have him. Uh, of course, uh, last year you were up against uh, Savoy in the playoffs of uh, the Winnipeg uh, Ice, uh, traveling down that uh, icy highway to go watch a few games last year. But how big of a learning experience was that for the group ahead of this run this year on what they learned? from that experience? Well, I think it's huge. I mean, going into the playoffs this year, we have so much uh, playoff experience, and, and the guys know what it takes now. I mean, and I think in the Winnipeg Series last year, we're uh, basically an empty net from going up uh, three games to one, uh, but we ended up losing that game in, uh, in overtime. So 
So I think uh, just the younger group are older this year, and I just they just expect the players. They're determined. They they want to do something special. Moose Jaw. How important on the business side of it is to make a run and pick your spots to make sure you're getting playoff gate for a junior hockey team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in the last few years, the, the Warriors haven't uh, you know made as much money as we'd like to. Uh, but uh, this year, you know, we're you know, counting on our fans to come support. Uh, the organization gets a special team, so I think uh, once we get into the playoffs, we'll uh, hopefully get a full barn. Of course, uh, that wasn't the only uh, deal you made. You made one yesterday uh, with the Medicine Hat Tigers, bringing in goaltender Evan May. What do you see from uh, this guy? Yeah, just it's more of a security thing. I think Jackson Unger has played. He's played great this year. I think he's been our MVP, but uh, he's played a lot, and we don't want to burn him out for the playoffs. Um, this way here, give them a little bit more competition. I know we have three goalies now. It's not ideal, but uh, we already talked to our third goalie, Dimitri Fortin, and you know he's comfortable with it. We just thought if if Unger does go down, it wasn't fair to Dimitri as a 17 year old to try to carry this team uh, throughout the playoffs. Uh, there's a, there's a guy who probably learned a thing or two. Uh, the younger Unger, as they called him uh, last year, but now. Uh, growing in net, what have you seen from the development from Jackson as your number one guy this season? I just he's such a calm goalie, and I know last year a lot of people were down on him, but uh, from day one, I was never looking for a goalie. He's our guy, and uh, you know he's proved to everybody that uh, he can be the number one. Of course, uh, coming up, uh, how excited junior hockey fans just in the province? I know you're concentrating on a Moose Jaw, but. I've been talking about it on the show. Swift Current, uh, they make deals. Moose Jaw, you guys make deals. Saskatoon's already out ahead of it ma- making deals. How excited should junior hockey fans be in this province? Well, I think they should be really excited. Uh, this are all quality teams. Um, I think the whole Eastern Division, some teams didn't even uh, make any moves, and they're still, you know, the parity's so uh, so good in our league this year that uh, anybody can anybody can win it. And, you know, obviously at the end of the day, only one team wins, so... Um, well, I guess so hopefully it's us. Okay, go through the day to day now for the general manager of the Moose Jaw Warriors. Trade deadline's done. You got this team set, so uh, a lot of a lot of miles going to Bantam or sorry U15 games uh, coming up. Yeah, absolutely. It starts uh, next weekend in St. Albert and in the Edmonton Crown Tournament. So my focus now will be on the Bantam draft. Uh, you know, we're <clears throat> obviously we got some holes to fill. We got a second round pick and then we pick again in the fifth we've got two fifths and two sixths and and the rest of the picks in every other round so um you know it's up to us and our scouting staff to uh, try to find some good players we found jagger Ferkus in the fourth round we've you know we've been able to list max Warner, atley calvert so uh, i'm real confident in myself and the scouting staff that we'll uh we'll be all right uh well always appreciate your time uh, jason congratulations on some of the deals and best of luck down the road to the playoffs and beyond Thank you very much. Jason Rippling, our general manager of the Moose Jaw Warriors, uh, one of those Saskatchewan franchises making the deals necessary to compete in a competitive uh, Eastern Conference. Right now, when you look at the standings uh, before the games uh, tomorrow, of course, the Pats uh, hosting the Vancouver Giants. Uh, the Swift Current Broncos are on the road against the uh, Brandon Wheat Kings. Um, but the Saskatoon Blades uh, lead the way in the Eastern Conference. They are 10 points clear right now of the Moose Jaw Warriors, who are two points ahead of the Swift Current Broncos as the one, three, and four seeds in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Prince Albert Raiders, of course, uh, they're eighth, uh, battling with the Calgary 
and some playoff position with number seven seed Lethbridge. The Pats, you know what they did? They restocked the shelves recently with a bunch of trades um, with some of their top talent. Tanner Howe was not traded. He's still around. They hope to kind of build around him for uh, next season or maybe could be another asset next year uh, for the Regina Pats. So after a strong start, remember their start to the season. After Connor Bedard, everybody's looking at the Pats going, oof, this is going to be a tough year. They started strong, uh, but as uh, the year has gone on, the other teams got some players back from their NHL camps and stuff, and Alan Miller has had to put his stamp on it. And one of the ways you do that is make some tough decisions with some popular guys in the locker room to bring in a bundle of assets that the Regina Pats have had. So there's a little snapshot at the junior hockey scene in Saskatchewan. We thank Jason Whiplinger and the Moose Jaw Warriors for that. Hoping to have Matthew Savoy join us uh, now that he's joining the team uh, with the Moose Jaw Warriors after uh, the World Juniors where he got a little bit nicked up, but he joins a few recognizable faces that he hung out with in Sweden uh, for the Warriors. Coming up, our game of the night. Also a preview, Wild Card Weekend with Davis Sanchez of TSN. This is going to be interesting this weekend. There's some uh, matchups that could end up with some surprises on the National Football League, and Davis will tell you who he likes and who he doesn't at 5.05 this afternoon here on the Green Zone on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie and I with you here on the Green Zone. Our game of the night. There are 13 games in the NHL tonight. There's a few that are interesting. Oilers and Jets red hot right now, but I'm sorry. Oilers against the Red Wings, sure. Canucks, Penguins, maybe. A Jets, Blackhawks would be way more interesting if Connor Bedard didn't uh, fracture his jaw. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to the National Basketball Association tonight. TSN 1 has our game of the night starting at 6.30. It is the number one team in the Eastern Conference against the number two team in the Eastern Conference. It is the Boston Celtics, winners of eight of their last ten, against Giannis Sanadokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. There's the game of the night. Two top teams in the Eastern Conference in the NBA uh, going head-to-head. Two of the top teams in the NBA, period, not just the Eastern Conference going head-to-head. It is on TSN tonight. Staying with basketball, an update on our latest inductee to the Coaching Rand Hall of Fame here on the Green Zone. The head coach of the Toronto Raptors, Adarko Radjakovic, after the game against the L.A. Lakers the other night. Let's just say he went off. That's outrageous. What happened tonight, this is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in in the fourth quarter. Like, how to play the game. That was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. And what, what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding it back. It's a complete crap. Yes. Let them know. 
and that, that it was complete crap. I, I'm so that game in the fourth quarter, watching that fourth quarter with all the fouls that were going against the Toronto Raptors and the LA Lakers. I don't know. I, I was, I was waiting for a rear naked choke to not go called for the LA Lakers on one of the Toronto Raptors at times. Flops by Anthony Davis. Just come on. Yeah, sure. Give him the call. However, that'll cost you. When you go off like that on the officials in the any league, not just the National Basketball Association, it's going to cost you some money. And it costs the head coach of the Toronto Raptors some money. The NBA fined him $25,000 today uh, for his comments towards the officiating crew. <laughs> That's outrageous what happened tonight this is completely bs this is shame that's a twenty-five thousand dollar rant but it also gets you in the green zone coaching rant hall of fame uh, like it was for uh, darko rejkovic uh, the toronto raptors uh, so there's an update although john tortorella had a pretty good one last night after the game uh, for the philadelphia flyers of course a lot of controversy going back and forth on why Cutter Goche didn't want to play for the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, one podcaster said, Kevin A's fingerprints are all over this. He didn't like torts, and they got in a fight, which led to this last night. Is the guy here, is there, doesn't, the guy here that, that caused Kevin Hayes a problem? Yes. You? Yeah. Are you kidding me? You think Kevin Hayes is going to do something like that? By him. It just it pisses me off that, that you guys throw that around and affect someone's life. No, Kevin Hayes and I had a problem. Uh, we couldn't come to an agreement how to play. That's a good man. That's a good man. And, and what you said is going to stay with him. It'll, it'll, that's what you guys don't understand. You say something, and you're going to sit there and say you have the right sources. I call that, that, Is that the podcast? Excuse me. Is that that silly podcast you guys do? <laughs> it is a podcast. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> John Tortorella last night. Not going in the Hall of Fame, but another gooder uh, by Torts. <laughs> Time now for the Green Zone One Minute Drill, the latest in sports. As mentioned, 13 games in the NHL tonight. All seven uh, Canadian teams on the ice. Oilers uh, put their eight-game win streak on the line in Detroit against the Red Wings. The Jets are home to the Chicago Blackhawks with a seven-game win streak. Maple Leafs also playing pretty good there on the island against the New York Islanders. The Vancouver Canucks in Pittsburgh tonight. The Flames take on the Coyotes. And Bill Belichick's tenure in New England ended today. This morning, they announced they mutually agreed to part ways. Davis Sanchez of TSN will weigh in on the future of Bill Belichick, plus a preview of Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. That's next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.